This is Woody Watts with Hill City Paranormal. I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, someone that I am so glad we have, uh, our paths have crossed. And uh, we're going to get more into that towards the end of the interview. But I want to welcome Jared, one of my favorite writers out there. Jared, thank you so much for finally connecting with me. <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. It's, uh, it's, uh, it feels good to finally talk to you. Well, Jarrett, let everybody know. Okay, so not only do you fill, up, fill us in because you write some amazing, scary short stories, but you also own a publishing company and you've written several books and we're actually working on one ourselves. So tell everyone kind of what got you started writing books, spooky books and your publishing company. So it's, um, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed writing uh, ever since I was in high school I was in creative writing classes and uh, even into college, uh, any creating uh, writing class I could get into, um, I would, I would do. Uh, it's, it's funny though, when I was younger, I never, uh, you know, looked at myself or thought about being, becoming a writer. Um, it was just kind of a hobby back then, but it's weird because even in high school, you know, I was writing like these uh, history type books, like, uh, books on, um, you know, battles of, of Vietnam and World War II and things like that. I was even drawing my own book covers and, and things like that. And uh, so I kind of got out of it for quite a few years. Um, never in my life thought of myself as a spooky story writer or a horror writer. Uh, and then, you know, funny enough, in 2017, uh, my wife and my kids and I were sitting on our uh, uh, screen porch and it was in the fall. Um, my daughter was probably 12 at the time. And, and we, for some reason, we just got on the topic of uh, spooky stories. And I thought, you know, maybe I could write a, a spooky story or something like that. And then I, I came up with all these excuses of why I probably couldn't and all this kind of stuff. And, and my daughter finally said, you know what, Dad, why don't you just do it? And that kind of sparked something uh, in me. And so Probably within two minutes of her saying that, I, I grabbed a notepad and started writing uh, a story. And it was actually the story of um, the first story in my uh, Wicked Harvest book um, called Stone Hollow. That's a, a subdivision that I live in. Uh, and I started writing the story about this guy who, you know, moves into the subdivision. And the, his neighbor's telling this story about this creature that's uh, been living in the subdivision, uh, you know, for the last 200 years and, and he doesn't believe them and all this kind of crazy stuff, uh, happens. So, uh, and then all of a sudden, like that story sparked, um, another nine stories that then I put into a book. Um, it's, a uh, you know, wicked harvest, uh, Michigan monsters and macabre. And it's all about, uh, Michigan towns. Uh, lots of different stories. Uh, all of them are fictional, of course, uh, but I put the towns in there and a little bit of history about some of the towns just to kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Michigan, so I kind of wanted to uh, pay homage to the state and to the wonderful towns. So that's how I got kind of started. Uh, before that, you know, I wrote um, I, I wrote a crime prevention book. Uh, I used to be in criminal justice. Uh, that was my career. Uh, for about the last 20 years. So I wrote a book about 
crime prevention and personal security. Um, I wrote kind of uh, a few short stories. I wrote a story about um, my fun and exciting times in Marine Corps boot camp, uh, which most people don't think of uh, that as fun and exciting times, but there was a lot of funny moments in there, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to to write that down and uh, and you know publish it as a book. So I actually have uh, two publishing companies. One is called Last Leaf Publishing, and that's what I publish a lot of my short stories and the non-spooky stuff um, out of. And then I have Wicked Harvest Books, uh, which is kind of a publishing company that I um, will be publishing, you know, more spooky stories and more, um, you know, I, I really don't like to call them horror stories because, you know, the majority of the stories that I write, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, blood and guts and that kind of thing. It's it's more a little suspenseful, little twists at the end kind of thing. Um, so I think they are absolutely perfect. See, that was one of the things that when I picked up uh, your specifically your Wicked Harvest, Michigan Monsters and Macabre, when I picked that up, um, that w- it reminded me of Tales from the Crypt, but not gore, you know, without the gore and Creep Show and, and Twilight Zone. Each each one was its own little story and it had this universe feel to it. And I absolutely loved it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't put the thing down and that's, and so I was so excited when we finally connected because this tone I love, you know, so the, the, cause like you said, like it's, I, you, you wouldn't classify it as horror necessarily, but um, yep. spooky. It was suspenseful. Right. And that's, and it's funny you say that because I've, I've uh, you know, growing up, I was a huge fan of watching the twilight zone, uh, watching creep show and tales from the crypt and, and that kind of thing. I was never, you know, really into the 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 big horror uh, movies. Um, I kind of am a little bit more now, but but back then. So yeah, I was all you know. The Twilight Zone was was great. I loved each episode and how different they were. And um, I mean, Rod Serling was was just a genius um, coming up with all of those those different stories. So. Oh, he's he the master. So how, how do you <laughs> how do you approach? All right, so that got you started. But how do you approach? each individual story or are you walking around making mental notes through the day now or like when you sit down to write how do you because they are so well crafted in my opinion like when you read them they're they they take place in this in this world uh how do you approach each one you know i get my ideas from a lot of different places uh and i have i have notepads scattered uh everywhere i have them in my car in my bathroom uh, my bedroom. And anytime I get an idea for something, um, I have to write it down because uh, otherwise I'll forget. Uh, so, you know, and a lot of times with writing, there are times where I'll get an idea in my head and I'll sit at the computer and I just start typing away. Uh, and the next thing I know, I've got, you know, five or six pages. Um, but then, you know, there are other stories too that are kind of a struggle and I have to really think about, you know, what this character is going to do or or what's taking place. So, um, it's weird because a lot of times, once I get an idea in my head, I, I m- somehow my mind works to where I'm kind of watching a movie uh, in my head and just typing out what I'm what I'm seeing. Uh, so that's that's how a lot of these stories come about. Is that I just I watch the movie in my head and I think, 
Wow, that was pretty good. So let's uh, let's write that down and, and see if we can make a story out of it. Oh, see that that is awesome, Jared. We are man, we are a lot alike. I love that. <laughs> so all right, so what what are some of the fa- your favorite stories that you've written that you sat down and you're like, hey, I like that movie. Like, what are a few that you've come up with that you were at the end, not necessarily surprised, but you're like, yeah, that that's a good one. <laughs> well, that. The, the the first one that I wrote, the Stone Hollow one, um, I, I really, for some reason, I just, I love that. Um, I love that story. I love how it, it plays out. Um, and, you know, in my head, the movie was, was great. Um, there's a, definitely a surprise and a twist at the end. So uh, another one that, that I wrote um, for the book, um, it was called Battle Alley. Uh, and it, there's actually a real battle alley in, uh, in Holly, Michigan. And, uh, it's just a little town and it got its name, uh, back in the 1800s, I guess, uh, it was a, a big train, uh, station hub and just, you know, thousands of people, uh, stopped at this depot. Uh, and one year the, the circus came through and they stopped it in Holly and, and the, the circus, um, everybody at the circus got off the train. They went into town and everybody started drinking. Uh, and in this little alleyway, there was a fight between uh, the circus folk and the uh, townsfolk. And so it, it it basically got named Battle Alley. Um, so I took that idea and, I, and in the story that I wrote, uh, there's kind of a duel um, back in the 1800s between uh, two people. And, um, you know, at the end, uh, there's there's a definitely a, a surprise, something that, you know, most people wouldn't expect. Uh, so that's another favorite one of mine. I think that would be, you know, probably a great movie, uh, at some point. So now what do people think that live, that know you and live in your area and they've read your book or heard about your book? What do they think about these stories taking place in their, you know, in their neighborhood or, uh, in their town? You know, I've, I've had some good responses. Uh, people in my subdivision think it's really cool that, that you know, I mentioned the subdivision and I kind of talk about uh, some of the things uh, here in, in, in uh, the town that I live in and things like that. So, you know, I think they feel a little bit of a, um, a nice connection to it, uh, you know, even if it, it's not directly towards them. Um, now, in a lot of the stories that I write, I, I'll put people in there that, that are family and friends. Um, even without them knowing it. Uh, and sometimes I'll, I'll change the name. There's, you know, stories that I'm working on where, you know, my, my uncle is in there, my parents are in there, but it's, it's, it may not be their name, but it's definitely like their mannerisms or their character. And like, they are the, the people that I envision, uh, in these stories. And, and I'll hide like little, uh, I guess they call them, you know, Easter eggs in a lot of the stories, like a, a certain date um, might be like, um, you know, the same date as my wife's birthday or, or my kid's birthday or uh, something like that. So it's, it's kind of nice to do that um, just so it's uh, it's kind of a cool thing for them and, and for me as well. Now, have you, all right. So have you had any paranormal experiences or any like sightings or any otherworldly experiences that you could pull from for this or are you literally just pulling everything from your imagination and didn't taking notes? No, I mean, I've had, um, 
you know, unfortunately, I've never had uh, any kind of a Bigfoot sighting or aliens or UFOs um, that I know of. Um, I've definitely had a lot of uh, of ghosts, you know, that kind of paranormal experience. Um, the one that I can remember when I was 16 years old, uh, staying at a, at a friend's house, his, his parents were gone and uh, I was sleeping in the guest room. And back then, this was back in the in the late '80s. They had a, a waterbed uh, of all things, and I, yeah, I was uh, you know uh, sleeping on the waterbed, and and it was morning, and I was kind of I I woke up, and and he had told me that you know his house was haunted and and that kind of thing, and I was I was a, a pretty pretty fair skeptic back then, um, but there were you know little things that would happen in his house that were kind of questionable, but. Uh, so that morning I woke up and um, I had thought that my friend came in and sat on the bed because I could feel the water moving. Uh, and I looked down by my feet and you could clearly see the imprint of somebody sitting there. Uh, so I, I kind of freaked out a little bit and I, I called my friend's name and well, I yelled it uh, several times and, uh, you know, he showed up and he asked me what was going on. And I said, Hey, I, I think there was, you know, somebody sitting on the bed, like a, a ghost or something. And he just says, yeah, that, that happens a lot. Uh, you know, do you want some breakfast? And so, I mean, to him, it was like a, yeah, just a normal thing. But for me, that was probably one of my first, you know, experiences. And, uh, um, you know, the second one that sticks out is, as um, you know, my wife and I had just gone up to Traverse City, Michigan, um, a couple of years ago, and we visited the, uh, the insane asylum that um, had been converted into uh, apartments and condos and the, the basement was converted into retail shops. And it was, I mean, the place is absolutely gorgeous, um, great place to visit. And some of the buildings are still abandoned or, um, you know, close to being renovated. And they give like these, these ghost tours. And so my wife and I went on one and um, she's, she's a pretty good photographer. She loves uh, taking pictures. And so she, you know, snapped pictures all over the place and she kind of went on her own. And, um, we kind of found out later on looking through the pictures that there was a lot of, um, a lot of like a, I guess like a shadow person that was kind of following her around. Um, nothing, uh, malevolent, nothing, you know, evil feeling or anything like that. Uh, she kind of felt like that it was actually a, a good thing. Like maybe, you know, maybe it was a um, an old patient that um, kind of followed her around just to kind of see, you know, what was going on. But um, looking at those pictures, that it's pretty cool. And um, so, you know, we've her and I have, have experienced a lot of things. That we've had orbs in the house um, during like family gatherings and things like that. So, um, <clears throat> and you know, maybe it's because we watch a ton of. Uh, uh, paranormal shows. <laughs> that, that'll, maybe we, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe we kind of <laughs> invite some of that stuff in, but you know, we love that. We love going to different towns and going on ghost, ghost tours and, uh, learning the history of, of towns and, and, you know, seeing if we can experience, uh, something like that. So, um, so some of the experiences, yeah, I, I'll take the, some of the ideas or some of the things that have happened to me and I'll, I'll think, you know, maybe I can, um, put this into a story and uh you know see how it pans out and, and sometimes it's it's worked pretty well nice well well all right so i don't want to give too much away but i i it is very exciting to me what we're working on well and i i'll have to say this 
Jared has done most of all the work on this. You know, I, I was reading your book and we just got to talking and it kind of naturally uh, segued to, hey, let's work on something together. And that ended up being um, a book that you were working on and you actually just sent me the final draft, I believe, last night, night before last. So, so kind of give everybody an idea of what you've been working on with Hill City Paranormal. So yeah, the the book that um, we're working on is uh, it's basically ten uh, short spooky stories. Uh, each story is only you know maybe four to six pages long, um, but it it's um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for people to read. Um, all of the stories take place in Virginia. Um, all of the stories, you know, it runs the gamut from uh, a story about Bigfoot, a story about uh, uh, aliens, UFOs. Uh, witches, ghosts, um, I mean, you name it, there's, there's a lot of different things in there. Um, and I think it'll, I think it'll be a really great read for people. It's, uh, you know, the stories are very easy to read. Uh, you could even read them to your kids, um, you know, hopefully not late at night, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, nothing, nothing's going to scare them too bad. Nothing's gonna, you know, there's no, there's no blood, guts and gore and that kind of thing. Um, I think it, you know, even younger kids could read it. But I think it's a, I think it's going to be a great thing, and I'm I'm really excited to be a part of it, and um, yeah, I just think I just I just think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you, well, you've done a great job. I, I was reading the stories, and as the process went along, uh, Jared would, you know, he would send me a story, he'd write a story, send me send it to me, and I just every single one of them I love, and it's after you read it. It's it's a lot like what you were talking about. You instantly see see it playing out in your head like a movie, and there's there's not one bit in there that I'm like, oh, that doesn't like every single one of them you nailed, and I I absolutely love. So I cannot wait for people to uh, to have this in their hand and reading it, and actually fairly soon, right? We should be what in, in about another month or two, right? Yeah, I would say that uh, definitely by either the end of May, um, June at the latest. But you know, we're just um, finalizing a few things. And then it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting it, getting it published and, uh, and getting it out there. So, well, besides Hill city paranormal and the, the, the book that actually I have in hand right now that I'm looking at, um, from wicked harvest, what else do you have in the works that you're excited about that you have coming up and, and what kind of stories do you have brewing in your head right now? <laughs> well, it's, it's a fortunate thing and it's an unfortunate thing. I've got, so many uh, story ideas and so many things that I've been that, that I've started. Um, <clears throat> but the great thing is, is that I started a story probably about six or seven years ago um, and just kind of worked on it here and there. And I finally last week finished it. And it's, it's actually a novel. It's, it's over 40, 45,000 words. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a, it's a ghost type story. Um, I think it'll be a, a, a great book when it's done. Um, and then I actually finished a story. Um, it's a, it's a world war two story and it's actually about my grandfather, um, him and his cousin, um, were, uh, served during world war two. Uh, and unfortunately he passed away in the eighties, but I thought, you know, what a, what a great way to honor his memory is to write a story. It's a fictional story, but um, but it has like his real name and, and like some of the real things that he did uh, and that kind of thing. So I'm hoping to get that published as well. Uh, and then, 
you know, I'm working on just tons of stuff. I'm working on like the new stories for Wicked Harvest 2, um, which hopefully will be published um, probably next year. Um, so I just, you know, I've got so many things going, like I don't, uh, I don't even know where to begin and, and where, to, where to stop in it. It, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be talking to my wife and we'll be having like a, a serious conversation and I have to stop her because I got this idea in my head about a story. <laughs> so, Same. uh, but, but she's very supportive and, uh, and I love her for that. She's, she's awesome. She even reads a lot of the stories that I write and, uh, you know, says, Hey, I, I think you should, you know, change this or do this or, or, Hey, you, you spelled this completely wrong. And, uh, so she's kind of like my first editor before I send stuff to my actual editor. Yeah. So, well, that's, that is, that is fantastic. And, and so has, and I gotta ask, has the, um, has this whole quarantine and Corona and COVID-19, has that altered like any of your stories or altered any of your themes that you were working on? Like, all of a sudden are you doing nothing but zombies now because of this? Uh, I, I did get one story for the, for, uh, the book that we're working on, Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, the zombie one that kind of helped, uh, the, the fact that I got to stay home, uh, from work for a few weeks definitely helped. Uh, um, you know, I was able to write quite a bit. Luckily I didn't get a writer's block or anything like that. So, I was able to, uh, to accomplish quite a bit. So, um, but I can definitely see, you know, when I'm on Facebook with other, uh, writing groups and stuff, a lot of people have gotten ideas from, from this quarantine. And, um, I'm sure that probably within the next, you know, couple of months to a year, you'll see a lot of books and a lot of stories out there about the, the COVID zombies or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll ju- we'll jump on that first though. Right. I, I loved that yeah. the story that you mentioned, by the way, that's one of my favorites the style, everything. So, um, well, Jared, I am so glad that we finally got to talk and I want everyone to get this book and read it. So if you could, could you please tell everyone where to find it, how to contact you and, uh, how, how to reach you for more of these wonderful stories? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I have a bunch of different websites, uh, lastly, publishing.com, uh, wickedharvestbooks.com. And then jaredsmelker.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, author Smelker. And then uh, I'm on Facebook. Um, either my name, Jared Smelker, or uh, Wicked Harvest Books is on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, you can get any of my uh, stories that I've published in books on Amazon. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of I'm trying to be good at uh the social media i try to get on there as much as i can i i have a a couple of blogs like the wicked harvest blog i put on there a lot of like um you know personal ghost experiences that i've had Mm i um anytime we take a ghost tour uh i'll I'll put a blog on there about that uh, that kind of thing so that's awesome man well jared thank you so much and I cannot wait for people to uh get a copy of tales from the beyond series one a collaboration between Wicked Harvest and Hill City Paranormal. So, Jared, thank you so much for talking with me today, and I know we will talk again soon. Absolutely. Sounds good. Be sure to check out our website at hillcityparanormal.com and call our haunted hotline at 434-381-0242 with your spooky tale. Thank you for listening.